1: 38 old Film I am one of your co-hosts, Matt Foster, and as ever I am joined by Becky would be saying something, but she's Becky Foster, hello everyone. She's currently running around trying to find her house key. Uh,
2: and also joined by Ian Loring, hello. Um this is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting show. Um yeah. <laughs> I've just activated my Oh for fuck's sake. Right. <laughs> I just activated Siri and then it cut the like the audio out. Right, <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're not getting on for a good start. Hi, people, this is going to be a fucking bitty show by the sounds of it. And apologies,
1: it, 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 it is yeah. So far, uh, I, I, Ian's, you've not been able to find your headphones, have you? Uh, and um, <laughs> myself and Becky have a water tank that's just burst. Um, so we're waiting for an emergency plumber. But we're film bastards and we power through these fucking things. We're fucking trying. <laughs> this is the concept we bring in.
2: <laughs> uh, mate, I tell you what, if I get if I get coronaed, I'm still planning on recording. God knows I'll have more films to talk about. I, right, I... <laughs> this reminds me of a dream
1: I had the other night. I had a dream the other night that I got corona and was essentially... Um, at home and i've been self-isolate for two weeks and you wouldn't podcast with me because you said that you were convinced uh-huh. that we we're in a simulation and you could get possibly get coronavirus <laughs> <podcast with me. laughs> and all i could say was i mean the science does <laughs> check out if we are in a simulation that is feasible
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that that that's that's just that's when it, it's going to break down for me uh, it, that's funny <laughs> yeah. fucking hell but by the way we are in a
1: simulation um <laughs> uh we have what, what do we have this week we have uh reviews of fantasy, island,
3: and fantasy review island
1: of
2: uh spencer confidential uh yeah we we were gonna all do dark waters i couldn't I couldn't make it work yesterday, uh, in the end, and apologies. Did you guys get to it? Uh we, we Mark's
4: we, got definitely not coronavirus, so he got, hasn't been very well over the Yeah, weekend. I have okay.
1: got
2: I've without question not
1: coronavirus, which might soon to be <laughs> believed to be coronavirus.
2: Right, okay. Without no. Corona.
4: The fact that people up at your workplace have been diagnosed with it terrifies me. Why? Jesus, really? Because it's very communicable. I yeah. The, going that bloody store. There's
1: two people in the that work in the whole centre. It's a big centre. Uh, have had have, have been diagnosed
4: in a sports store that will remain anonymous. One
1: sports store and one another store. Oh,
4: what's the other store? Whisper. What? whisper.
1: Uh, it might be. It might be a leather goods company that has a small dog as their emblem.
2: Oh. Yes what the fuck is that well good good for you if you can work that out i haven't been able to pass those clues but um mate that's fucking like just the way it is with my work at the moment it's like as soon as anyone gets like diagnosed close to my work like it's basically right you're no longer in and i don't know how oh right okay um and i don't know how long that's gonna be for like the fucking emergency planning that we we are doing at the moment is mental like i've got to give up my laptop because the work i do i on a laptop is not essential enough uh which made me feel uh valued i I get it where kick me in the dick (laughs) no no i get i get i 100 percent get it but it was it's funny because it's like uh, one of my direct reports has been asking for a laptop for the longest time and i said to her today like you know you get you're you're getting a laptop and she was like well this is under some fucking weird circumstances isn't it and bless her she's getting my laptop and i've melted off part of the back of it so good luck to her (laughs) um Yeah, it's uh, it's I don't know. It's really weird, isn't it? Because it's like, who knows by the next episode, who knows what might have happened? that's it because um the bad thing is
1: obviously news the um no time to die has been given a bit more time t- to die uh, he's been given a, a an extra six months was told that he was gonna die oh. within the next six weeks and now he's been told you've got six months
2: i tell you what i sound like i'm in fucking morning recording the golden eye podcast because i did it that <laughs> night and i I'm like i'm just so depressed <laughs> and it fucked
4: that though
2: and
1: no others it's weird no that's the first biggie ago
2: it's the thing i mean it's interesting we'll talk about a trailer in a minute where at least i think we will which is still sticking to its first first of may date yeah it's it, it's one of those interesting vagaries of international box office where it's basically it was projected to make a fuckload of money in china so they they just decided to shit can the release. Yeah. cuz like the Mulan release has been delayed in China but they're still saying it's going to go ahead elsewhere. It yeah. just it, it it depends on how rough it gets cuz like Italy they've closed like literally no cinemas in Italy are open at the moment. Of
4: course. Um, the northern half of the country, aren't
2: they? Yeah, it's in, yeah. yeah,
1: it's in regions. <laughs> Again, Italy's a funny one because it's actually it, it, Italy's a region-based place. It's mm. not like um it's similar to America and it has broken up regions that have different governance around it right
2: yeah I, I, but it's I don't know it's it's interesting because it's like once you get too far into it, it is a little bit what's the point in keeping things closed like if if you if you are a person who needs to be in isolation, for your own health or the health of others then absolutely fair enough but it's almost like if it's that rampant like if the genie's out of the bottle kind of what's the what's the point in close in closing everything apart from the fact that like if 50 percent of the population had it and you're basically saying 50 percent of people can't go outside well um, that's that, that's yeah. that's the thing it, 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 it it's
1: it's the madness of at the moment our uh, for instance the, the center that i work at are kind of going Look, we're not—we're just stopping. We're not doing anything until we're told by the local health organization. You have to close. It's a but, you know. Stores might have to just—if your—if your head office says close, then that—that's fine. But we'll have to discuss that with. Them. It's all a little bit like I—I I was talking to them and he was going. He was saying, "I just I don't." And I said, "Look, mate, I get." It. You don't really know what to do i said and that's it that's not as a criticism of you <laughs> it's yeah. genuinely not it must be a really weird position you're in because you've got like a hundred odd stars coming you going what are you going to do and you're going i don't know
2: <laughs> no i mean it, it, it it's so difficult though because i suppose it kind of depends on insurance as well because it's like if the landlord of your shopping center says right we are we are closed then I'm assuming that your company's insurance will pay out because literally the building operators have said we're closed. So your like uh, your business cannot function. Whereas if your business is choosing to close, then unless it's like of the advice of the government, then is there a case that like your company's insurance would not pay out in those kinds of circumstances? Exactly. I mean, that's the the thing. It's like, Sorry. It's all, it's all
1: different people having to all agree with other people to kind of go, right. And, and then you've got, you know, specific stores. We're saying, well, we don't want to close because it, we'll have to pay people anyway and we're going to lose thousands in business. So, but then it's people, you know, lives and stuff like that. It's, it's all a very. It's an odd little thing. Everyone seems on a little bit of pause at the moment. <laughs> it, it it does
2: it does feel like the calm before the storm, though, doesn't it? Because it's like there's not enough cases right now for people to be in full panic stations. But when you've got, like, the head of Public Health England saying within the next seven to ten days they're basically going to say that anyone with a cold or flu has to self-isolate for seven days, that's mm-hmm. the latest thing that's fucking come out today. That, that, um, that's it. And the, the mad thing there is... I have got a bit of a cold. But yeah. the thing
1: is that if I have to self-isolate, then the people at my work will then go, well, if we've been communicable, what do we do? It, it, It's There's a whole... Everybody is kind of just panicking, We're just trying not to say anything, just in case something happens.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it just...
1: However, I, what I will say is, fingers crossed, if it can just last out like another two weeks we might we might have the title wrapped up by then and then the cat not take it off us.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it would take a fucking real, real hater to say, yeah, don't give it Liverpool now. You know, it, it's...
1: <laughs> that, that, that's the thing. The amusing thing is, you can kind of, you can imagine them all sat on a table going if it gets cancelled like next week and, and we're like three points or a point off it going,
2: I mean them the rules <laughs> I just fucking hell man Like all, all I know is we've got about three and a half weeks until dog 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 and I just uh, need our family to get through three and a half weeks
1: have you come up with a name yet
2: we have ideas I have ideas <laughs> cool yeah. It's a, I'll, it's a girl I'll say that if it affects anything
1: I will look forward to hearing what it is so um, we've kind of covered a little bit of news there with things getting delayed um, any other news that's come out this week? Uh, uh,
2: the women walking out of the French Film Awards was last week wasn't it? Okay. Um, no I don't I don't think so Um had the passing of Max von Sydow today didn't we? yeah that was sad I mean it, it's
1: Yet,
2: yeah, I mean, ninety is a is a good old innings, and I mean, he was he was pretty active until not long ago, wasn't he? Because yeah. um, he was in he was in Game of Thrones for a bit, um, and he was in The Force Awakens. I wonder what his. I'm gonna look him up now.
1: What his last film was? Yeah, his last film was. He's got one coming out. Echoes of the past. Wow.
2: Okay, what's that about? Is that directed a by? The Nazi solo? Massacre. The Nazi Massacre? Yeah. Hmm. That sounds quite good, actually, that. 163 fucking credits, man. Jesus.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: Director, Nicholas Um, It's not really... Not really directed anything I've heard of. Um, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Well, yeah, he had slowed down, hadn't he, towards the Slow end? there. Slowed down,
1: but but not like. I mean, slowed down, but still was still rocking and rolling.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, up until like three, four years ago, so still like his
2: late eighties. <laughs> he was in a film called "Branded" as marketing guru. Oh, oh hang so on. on, "Branded," "Branded," yeah. "Branded." Who's that? Is that? Oh, no, it's not who I thought it was. It's Lily Sibieski. In future Moscow, where corporate brands have created a disillusioned populace, one man's effort to unlock the truth behind the conspiracy will lead to an epic battle with hidden forces to control the world. That sounds pretty good. It, it's not bad, actually. It's quite a fun movie. Oh, for fuck's sake, Siri. It's very B movie. Right, Siri, to, can you just disable yourself, you twat? Do you find it does that with your watch? I don't watch? have an answer for that. Of course, you fucking don't. My, my watch does that a lot. My watch literally will just start
1: recording things that I've said and then it just say back to me, I'm sorry, I don't know what to do with that. And it's usually when I've been talking and like, what is it? And I've been having a rant or something like that and it'll just say, it'll just come up with something like that. I'll say, well, that's not very nice. I'm like, I wasn't calling you
2: a twat. Twat. I'm, t- I'm just going to turn on It's just to, like I'm recording in my AirPods because I don't know where my headphones are. Um... So I just want to turn off my system, like system preferences for Siri, right? Enable Ask Siri. Go away. Nope. There we go. Right, that shouldn't happen again. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Should we talk trailers?
1: Yeah. What trailers have you been watching?
2: Um, so there was there was one that popped up on um uh, YouTube a couple hours back for a Netflix film, Uncorked. Ooh not seeing this what's that? Uh basically uh guy who um his dad um who I think is played by Courtney B Vance if I remember correctly um his dad is uh like a kind of like a, a an eatery owner and the eatery's been um in the family for y- like decades but his son wants to become a wine sommelier. And it's like so and uh, it, it's kind of like does he what's he going to do is he going to follow in the family tradition of kind of like good like home cooking or is he going to go on the path of his dream and like becoming a sommelier um it's I don't know the trailer looks pretty good uh I'm I'm up for that um like urban guy like living living his dream and becoming a wine expert I'll watch that
1: one of those things I think I'll I'll certainly certainly give a go it's like it's like, it like a healthy tuesday night movie
2: they're yeah, straight up i mean it's on netflix it's not going to cost you any extra is it so you know um i think to be honest i think i've only got one other um if i remember correctly um but maybe i'm missing something two more go on the uh final trip of black widow yeah that's uh, that was the other one for me yeah um yeah um,
1: I kind of want them to just get the movie out now, so we can start watching trailers. Because the tra- with every trailer that comes out,
2: I get more and more worried. How how obvious is it that Rachel Vice is going to be the bad guy?
1: Oh, very obvious, yeah.
2: And oh, yeah, so oh, as well, Florence
1: Pugh is the fact that in the opening of this trailer, it's Florence Pugh talking, and you go, "All right, so you're literally just going to lose your accent midway through words now."
2: <laughs> yeah, it's. It's raw paper. I feel re- I, I do feel sorry for Scarlett Johansson because it's like you've got this film, which is finally Black Widow getting a solo movie, and it basically looks like it's a pilot for Florence Pugh and her wonderful thighs. But the, I just the thing is, there's
1: certain things like when people keep going, oh, we need a, we need we need a Loki movie, we need a Black Widow movie, we need a, a Hulk movie on their own. It's like there's ones where I, these are all the ones where I've been going, I don't think we do. I just don't think we do. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I don't think we do need this movie I, I watch it and I hope it's good but I just I don't think we, we need it and it's not because Black Widow isn't an interesting character um, or anything like that but it's just um, it, 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 it's just I'm just not sure that we need that character, I think that character's done enough over the course of this many movies and also, does it appear like one of them has Cap's shield in this?
2: Uh well um, the, I, I like the Red God, Guardian I want to I want to say his name is he's basically like he was supposed to be Russia's Captain America but now he's a schlubby David Harbor I'm, I'm to be honest I'm, I'm kind of into that and
1: the thing is I I'm kind of into it but it kind of it it feels like a little bit you know, like Kingsman is an anti Bond movie in the sense yeah. that it's using Bond tropes to take the piss but also essentially just making a Bond movie, but winking at itself rapidly, and it works. This feels a little bit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's it's an odd year for Marvel where they've yeah. slightly got to reset things. Um, the, the, the thing is with it though is I'm watching, looking at, it going, I don't think that looks really good. Th- that that good, but
1: I do think I'm going to enjoy it because let's be honest, Scarlett Johansson is. A- watchable
2: actress. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. It's um, I'm looking. Up, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, um, the idea of Kate Shortland doing a Marvel film, knowing that she does genre work well, I'm 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 intrigued. I'm more intrigued to see what she does with this than I would be for like uh uh, uh Ryan Fleck and Anna Bow. No, or is it is it Ryan? fleck and anna Bowden or anna yeah Yeah. um what they did with captain marvel i'm more interested to see kate shortland make a marvel movie um that's a lot
1: interest more yeah that's it it's i'm looking at going i have a feeling a lot of the action is in the trailer that
2: makes sense uh yeah yeah but but, i mean to be fair i kind of want more of the what looks to be like interesting family dynamics yeah um and even though it does kind of look like that red room thing that they do in the trailer, it does look very what red Sparrow was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, I, I, I am looking forward to it. I am really, really, I'm bang up for some big blockbuster action. Now it feels like it's been a while since, you know, we had a big blockbuster. I mean, it would have been rise Skywalker or Jumanji. You know, it, it's we've had a couple months,
1: six months, yeah. I, I, I'm just looking here. I've just looked on the IMDb to see if there's any like um, a um, runtime out yet, and there isn't. However, it does give away that this film apparently is set in between Civil War and Infinity War.
2: Yeah, I mean it. It makes sense. Well, I mean it would have to be set before Infinity War mm. yeah, just, uh, and uh, Endgame, you know. Oh well oh, no, no, I suppose it could be well, it would be weird if it was set between Infinity War and Endgame to be yeah. fair. But But I, I I wouldn't actually mind that film actually. That film about
1: her just in a procedural nightmare. Just trying to hold it together.
2: <laughs> I mean, you never know. They they could do a TV series there, you know, it's um who's to say? I mean it, it feels like there's gonna be a lot of attention on um on MCU characters in Disney Plus shows now as well. Um, I, I'm just looking. At it. it is mental that Kate Shortland's making this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I mean. To be fair, um, Chloe Zhao making Eternals. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I want to say, uh, 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 she's she's made a film previous to this which isn't out yet. But I think the film before it was the the Rider, which I haven't seen, and I know I should. Um, and a lot of people have been uh, are very big on that, but it's like. As weirder choices, um, yeah, the rider. That's right. As weirder choices, Kate Shortland is. It kind of feels like Chloe Zhao is a weirder choice. Um, but I mean, th- th- this is what I think is interesting about about this year with Marvel, where a lot of people, like I saw somebody tweeting earlier on saying, "Oh, Marvel should have like given it a rest for like two or three years and let let things reset," blah blah blah. If if the options are these two female filmmakers make these films use you know and in the end of the day it's not your money that they're spending to fucking make it it's not like you you are paying it out of your taxes Hmm. Uh, and see some interest and if they don't work then fair enough if they do then holy shit what is that going to do for their careers um and then we can go back to dr strange 2 and 4 4 and probably spider-man 3 next year you know, it, it, and by the way, uh, Christian Bale cast as the villain in the new four film. Go on, then. Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. Go on, Yeah, man. fine. That,
1: Why not? That's, that's going to be weird, watching Christian Bale just have a lot of fun in a movie. Because I think the last movie he had genuine just fun in was probably the big shot.
2: I, d- I don't know, man. He has his moments in Le Mans 66. Yeah, so, I mean, I I yeah, Le Mans 66. Did you see that in the end? I've not seen it, but I think it has come on iTunes uh, today. Yeah, it's on iTunes to buy now, so it'll be probably be to rent in a week or two. He's having a good time in that. Um yeah. yeah I, I know I'll
1: rent next week.
2: Yeah, you'll you'll enjoy *Lemon sixty six. Um yeah, so I, I I don't know. I just I'm up for this year in Marvel where they heavily push their Disney plus out plus output and let some interesting choices make the films. Uh, and then, and then you know we we take it from there i'm I'm more interested in eternals, I think just because it's characters i I've, I've got no idea who the fucking characters are um and you know we'll, we'll 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 see we'll see how it goes yeah it's there's
1: i say at least it's
2: interesting yeah yeah um what was the what was the other trailer you had the other trailer I had was greyhound fuck me man i completely blanked on this. So this is written by and starring Tom Hanks?
1: Uh, It is indeed, yes. Who
2: the fuck's directing it?
1: It is directed by Grant it's Aaron Schneider. Oh,
2: who directed Get Low. Get Low, Get Low, Get Low. What was that? Yeah,
1: was the uh, one with Robert Duvall and Bill Murray
2: fairly sure I've seen that
1: yeah I think we spoke by that was like 11 years ago
2: wow like yeah I'm pretty fucking sure I saw that but yeah. I could not tell you anything about it
1: he was second unit on Final Destination 5
2: Oh, yeah, he was a camera operator on Into the Storm as well. Like, that that's a career, that is. Yep. <laughs> that's funny.
1: Fair enough. All uh, pal-
2: how does it look? <laughs> I mean, it looks like a lot of
1: these, um, you know, the, 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 this current crop of, of CGI'd uh, war movies where they all have the same kind of palette to them. Um, it looks like that, but it essentially it, it appears like it's a it's it's a battle film, um, a little bit like you know, like Fury was, where it was essentially like a, a tank battles. It looks like yeah. it's that, but it's a um a warship against U boats. Okay. So it's more it's going for more think, entertainment than anything else. Um, Stephen Graham and Tom Hanks as um. Ship captains warring out against uh, U-boats. I'm, 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 I'm quite up for that, actually. I think
2: it looks all right. Yeah. Okay. That sound. That sounds all right. That sounds all right. Yeah. And that's like a. That's like a kind of like a low-key summer film as well, they eh? Yeah. It would appear so. Yeah.
1: So I'm a little bit like yeah. it's come
2: out of nowhere a little bit that. And i
1: because I think he's he's written a, a couple of films as, as Hanks, but he doesn't do that
2: many. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I I I think it looks all right. Nice, nice. Okay, no, I, I, I'll be up for that. I, I should really catch up with the trailer then. Mid-budget, 50 million. Fair enough. Oh, that, that'll that be fine. That'll be fine.
3: Yep. Yeah, uh, ooh.
1: Uh, it's shot by the same guy who shot...
2: Not a lot. The House Bunny he shot the house but fucking hell man film careers are weird (laughs) like you you do have to remember that it's like a lot of these people are basically like a self-employed and they just have to find work where they can so you know you can direct get low you can direct greyhound but you can also work on the house bunny and a final destination film yeah it's something it's
1: it's also one of the things i think when you look at like like composers and you'll see like certain composers um, or cinematographers actually they i could come up with it as well. Where you, you'll look at it and you'll go, oh, it's shot by
2: blah, and you'll go, who also shot what? <laughs> yeah, they? well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, you know, that's so funny. Like, because it just reminds me whenever I'm um, like I watch any of the Secret Life of Pets films, and it says music by Alexandre Desplat, and it's like mate what the fuck are you doing and it's like the score for those films is actually really good like it's quite it's quite catchy um but and it's like are you and it just it makes you wonder like if he's working on a wes anderson film say and then he works on a secret life of pets what's he getting paid more on and i bet it's the secret life of pets Mm -hmm. you know it's like the secret life of pets is, is one for them but he's still get, you know, but he's still able to kind of express himself through it. I mean, to be fair, I'd say the Secret Life of Pets is a more memorable score than the score for Little Women. He got Oscar nominated for that fucker, and I, I love Little Women, like, but the score is not one of the best elements of it. You know, yeah. he should have got nominated for Secret Life of Pets too, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's like um,
1: uh, the um, Shirley and Woodley and Sam Kathleen movie, um, Adrift, which I actually quite yeah. liked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So directed by uh, Balthazar kuf uh, um, who made um, Two Guns. Um, oh,
2: he did Contraband as well, didn't and he? And
1: Contraband, both entertaining yeah. movies. Shot yeah. by... Go on. Robert Richardson.
2: Yeah, I mean, what's that about? That's yeah. brilliant.
1: So one of the greatest cinematographers of all time, <laughs> Robert Richardson, <laughs> shoots that and then his next movie he shoots is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood <laughs> that's fucking crazy I mean he's in between movies, in between that he had um, I mean yeah so Hateful Eight Live By The Night, The Return which is a documentary Um Breathe <laughs> Well, the Andy, Serkis Andy what? Circus, movie, yeah. Wow, wee just you get these things like you like. Say you kind of forget that these guys are just you know. Yes, they get paid a lot of money, but they they don't get paid the same amount as actors and directors and things like that. So
2: you but, know they, mean, have to, they have to work. It's but that. I mean, it's fascinating though because I'm looking at Alexandra Splat, and it's like the Secret Life of Pets films, both of them he did, um, and then but then and no other kids films and like before um and. It, you got 2012. He did Rise of the Guardians, but then that was produced by Guillermo del Toro. You kind of understand that. Um, it's what the fuck is it about the Secret Life of Pets where he's like, yeah, I'll do one and two. <laughs> yep. So weird. fascinating, fascinating. And it's he's doing the score for Black Widow. Yep. You know, so that's that's probably going to be a bit of a banger that score. Um, uh, yeah, I, interesting, interesting. <laughs> Mm.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm now going to keep my eye out for it when I'm doing like old watches keep my eye out for random <laughs> um, cinematographers and scars and bits like that
2: but it's like uh, what were we saying on um, the last playing it forward about Beat yeah. wasn't, didn't that have some like wasn't it ed- I want to say that was edited by Walter Merch or some shit it was something like that wasn't it like oh fuck i can got to look that up as well and like if Thelma Schoonmaker did the bloody snowman and that's like that's just what the how how did Thelma Schoonmaker do the snowman (laughs) right sorry I need to I need to look this up like editing by it's not actually just a look it's by Peter B oh no but there's something there's There's something something. where it was like a holy shit what's that person Doing on this film and what? I've got to look this up. Uh, Was it not B? No, no, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What was the dirty? Was it dirty? I I swear, one of the playing it forwards. I'm so, because this is so boring for people, but this is really doing my head in. Was it, maybe it was dirty that had a really weird credit? Nope. Cinematography by. Nope. Oh my god. Right, what's Walter Merch actually edited?
1: I'm going to say, what, we're best to check out what Walter Merch has edited, don't we, first? There, is, there was one recently with Walter Merch, that There really was.
2: That we did recently. He's got so many bloody credits. Romulus bleeding romeo is bleeding that was it like how how is how is the man who you know did apocalypse now and like the (laughs) all the work on thx 1138 and whatnot how my only thinking is uh peter medak he was kind of all over the place wasn't he like i i I seem to remember he was quite popular in um, in in Hollywood. And it might well be that he was just like a mate or something, you know. And it, it, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just, Walter Murch edited Romeo is Bleeding. That's wild. Yeah, three times an Oscar winner. <laughs> wow. Anyway, yeah, thank you. Because that's really put my mind at rest. Who the fuck shot B? Oh, it wasn't sorry. a random. No, okay, it was a random. Because again, there's like something where it's like I noticed Darius Conji shot in. It. it was like, what are you doing shooting that? And I can't remember what it was now. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. No, I'm just going to try and forget about that. Fantasy Island. Obviously, the fantasy won't be real, but that's why we go to horror movies and ride roller coasters, right?
4: To feel something?
3: I'd like to think that this is... More exciting than riding a roller coaster. Uh, Mr. Sullivan, do you mind giving us some privacy? I need to give Miss Cole instructions.
4: No, it's okay. He knows about Sloan. I'm owning it. Okay.
3: In the lobby,
0: there is an elevator. Inside, push the button for the floor with no name.
2: Can I record it with my phone? So I can remember it.
1: Um Fantasy Island is a. What the fuck is
2: anyone doing shooting Fantasy Island? Quite frankly, but you know, uh,
1: it's a uh, reimagining uh, to the uh, TV series uh, of the same name. Uh, it is written and directed by Jeff Wadler, um, and we have. Stars Michael Payne, Maggie Q, Lucy Hale, Austin Stowell, Posh Doubleday, uh, Jimmy O Yang, uh, uh, Michael Rucker. Uh, Jimmy O Yang, also known as Jing Yang from uh, Silicon Valley. And I genuinely couldn't disassociate him from Jing Yang from WhatsApp. Did you watch the last series of Silicon Valley? No, no, no. Jin Yang plays a more pivotal part in the last series of of Silicon Valley, but isn't in it much, but plays a more pivotal part in it. Uh, And are you bothered about the end of Silicon Valley? Not really. Go on. Right. Uh, Brief spoiler for anybody who hasn't watched the last of Silicon Valley. It literally ends um, with uh, Jin Yang essentially taking over um, early Bachman's Backman's... Essentially, life. <laughs> uh, so he can, ex, ex, so essentially, he can use his credit rating to get away with crimes all over the world.
2: <laughs> what, the, the, what he kind of takes over the T.J. Miller characters. Yeah, <laughs> it was that Batman yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Okay. So yeah, so I couldn't disassociate that. It's quite amusing. Um, so what is it? Fancy Island um, is a well, it's an island. Um, that has been turned into Resort and run by Michael Pena's character, Mr. Rock, who invites guests there and they get to live out their fantasy. Uh, each guest gets one fantasy and they cannot change their fantasy. Um, they're going to get to have one fantasy and they have to see it to their conclusion. Um, so we'll get into what various people have that come along as they go. Um, but first of all, Ian... What did you think of Fantasy Island?
2: Fantasy Island had about 10 times more plot than I ever expected it to. There's so much plot in this film. There's so much stuff going on, like kind of like little reveals about characters and twists and like I, I, and I you know, ideas that are just aren't fully formed. And it's I mean hats hats off to them for just it, it it feels like a bit of a swing this does like there's a lot going on but barely any of it lands with in in any kind of success even close to successful way um I it felt as long as the Irishman to yeah. me <laughs> um and I, I was I was I was really up for it going in. Like I, I went to see it. on a Saturday afternoon. I was up for some trashy bollocks horror. And you know, it's not scary in the slightest. It's not particularly thrilling. And I felt like a fucking idiot for not getting that Lucy Hale was the bad guy. Um, but then,
1: it... I I, I literally me and Beck's literally within the first five minutes we're like so this is all and and basically works it out and we're like
2: yeah it's pretty much gonna be that and then pretty much it all happened (laughs) it it just like because there's the one moment earlier on early on when she is really full on with that that one guy who's like the soldier Mm. where she basically just offers herself up and that was a weird character point and then the rest, the rest of the time, her character is fairly consistent until the reveal of, oh, actually she's the one who kind of orchestrated it all along. I, it, it's so messy. It doesn't really like, it doesn't seem to really know whether Michael Pena is a good guy or a bad guy, and then just seems to flip a coin at the end to go, ah, he's good. Um, but and then and it sets up a sequel at the end. I mean, the it, the T bit at the end. Like Jesus Christ! I thought they'd forgotten that because they mentioned it a couple of times early on, um, and then it's kind of revealed at the end. It's like what? So the sequel is going to be Michael Pena and Jimmy, Jimmy Oh o- Yang welcoming people to Fantasy Island, and then there being kind of like moral quandaries. Yes, it would appear like that is that is going to be the idea behind it it just seems like you're setting up a sequel that will be more boring because like what the nature of the island is is completely revealed in this film I mm-hmm. i yeah like at bobbins but again i'm comparing all bobbins to the grudge when i say it's not bobbins that i actively hated but i was bored i i really liked it <laughs> fuck's sake mark right fine
1: good man gone in the sense that I don't know why but I just I kind of got on with the the outright uh, stupidity of it all and the the randomness of it all and then the fact that it's it, it's not very good <laughs> there's no getting away from that it's not very good and everything that Ian says is right but for some reason I like the fact that it's if anything it's not a ho- it's not a horror movie like I say. It's not a thriller. If anything, it's closer to being a comedy than anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, and I-, I like the fact that that, that you've got and it, even that's even backed up by the fact that you've got Michael Pena there, um, who literally seems like he's on the cusp of laughing throughout the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the same when Kim Coates arrives, and he seems like. It, like i think that jeff wolder went right kim you're basically in a comedy and he's gone all right is this not like a horror movie and they've gone no, no 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 we want we want comedy levels of sinister because you remember you're not real <laughs> he's like all right but you are but you're not
2: <laughs> i mean um, that's, that's that's a whole thing in itself like yeah the fact that those things don't know that they're not real. So it's like the super, the, or the supermodels and whatnot, they're in the panic room that just, like, escape. What happened to them? Exactly. It, 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 where do all these people go? What's if they just... What,
1: right. Also, right, Now I picked up on this, when you, you, you hear something, you go, what? Right. Michael Rooker, right, in this, plays the the crazy guy that, that knows what's going on, like this, Right. And he's like, he's proper dishevelled, and he looks, he looks gnarly, and he, 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 you know, he's seen shit. And then goes, "I came to the island two weeks ago." You're looking, going, "It's taken two weeks for that to happen." Yeah. How shit
2: yeah. did you look
1: beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> I that's,
2: that's a good. I got away point. With it. But they went two weeks. <laughs> it's I. I it's a, I, 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 yeah i mean good good for you mark like it just to be fair if it was like 85 90 minutes long i think i would have been far more comfortable with it but it's getting on for two hours yeah and or on for two hours. you know it's like do you maybe cut one of the characters like no, I I think you could cut a little we're well, talking about Pakistan. Ian Ian wasn't a
1: fan and I really quite liked it. What did you think, Max?
4: I really liked it. I like I liked the take on the quite an old story, isn't it? So, well, yeah, it's on T
1: V series,
4: the seventies. Yeah. I really liked it, I really enjoyed it. you know, were you not keen?
2: I just I, I I I it felt like it was as long as the Irishman to me. Um I was I was pretty willing for it to get on with it in like the middle third or so like I, I towards the end where it's revealed that lucy Hale's the bad guy and whatnot i thought it kind of ramped up quite well there i you know the maggie q subplot i kind of thought belonged in maybe a classier version of this um <laughs> you know because i mean like the other the you know the, the soldier and the dad's yeah you know whatever jimmy o-yang and his brother just like hanging out that's alright. Lucy Hale and Portia Doubleday, good little tag team. It just... There was... There, too much happened in it, and I would have been way happier if it was an hour and a half and out. I, I will say, you, you're know, saying, could you cut one of the characters out of it? There is a character you could cut out of it.
1: Michael Rooker? No. No, you can't cut Rooks. Can't cut the Rook. Um, you could cut the soldier guy out quite easily. Yeah. He's... His 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 fantasy uh, A was boring. B I don't think made that much sense. Uh, and C it, it was it, it did nothing.
4: Why did it not make sense? It just he thought his fantasy was to play soldier, but in reality his his fantasy was to see his dad again.
1: Yeah, no, but I didn't need that. I didn't need that. In what is it? What I was saying here is, if you're talking about it as a, if you're taking a TV series and you're going right, it's episodic, so each one of these would be an episode. Mm. Fair enough. But that episode would be the most boring episode of that series. If that was a series, let's say, mm. it would be the most. It would be the dullest of those because it was trying to put a little bit too much kind of weight into it, and I just didn't care. Enough about him. It's like, oh, you
4: need his his character though. He's like the pussy policeman that will go in and save him.
1: Right, but you could you, you, you don't have to tell as much of his story mm. to, for that.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, to to be fair, it it's it's just the fact that as well as having the regret over the the the, the like the dad stuff is also the regret about the not saving the kid and it's like there's an argument to say well do you not have his fantasy just be that he went in and saved the kid but then i suppose it's like how do you beef that up with the runtime but then it, it you know there's like i say there's so much going on with this film you've got maggie q's um uh subplot you've got lucy hale's subplot which turns into she's the bad guy because of x y and z you've got jimmy o yang and his brother starting off like living the high life and then the the compound being invaded by Kim Coates and crew. Um, <laughs> you know, you've you, you've got the Soldier Boy and his dad. Um, you've got like, and then you've got like Mr. Rock being all mysterious. There's just so much going on in this film, and in the end, it's just all in the service of. All right, well, we know what we know what the island's all about. We know any future sequels it's probably going to be that there's some grand conspiracy at the heart of it all and mr rourke is not really at the heart of it all i mean i was saying when when you were you were off mike bex it's like what the ending sets up a way less interesting sequel yeah like you you've had the mystery of fantasy island kind of answered within the context of the film's world and now what you're going to get Jimmy O I mean to be fair if it was a Michael Peña and Jimmy O Yang just kind of like buddy comedy and they they went lighthearted with the next yeah. one I'd be da- I'd be down for that that,
1: that that's where they would have to go with it they'd have to go a little bit like it's uh like essentially uh, Jimmy O Yang because Michael Peña can no longer see his wife Jimmy O Yang just gets him into weed and they just invite people up there and then just, just kind of, like, fuck around, work out how to how to sort of, like, mix up the fantasies and bits like that and just, just, just fuck around with people. I'd watch the shit out of that.
2: I don't know. Yeah, that,
4: that <laughs> crazy, sounds great. Crazy, 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 a sequel could take it. Obviously, where does the actual power for the island come from? Does the island get nasty with them because they haven't no. done that? You know, he lost his wife because he didn't see through that fantasy, blah, 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 blah. There are there are various ways it can take it. I
1: want I want it to come back and it, it to be Jin Yang and Michael Pena from from Jexy.
4: I mean, I wouldn't watch that movie. I would. No,
1: it sounds like a perfect movie.
4: You are right, though, Ian, in that Maggie Q's kind of arc feels like it's from a bit of a different movie. Like she she seems to she seems to be, be under the impression she's in a different movie than she is. Has Maggie
1: Q ever, and I, I've got my Maggie Q, but has Maggie Q ever been in a movie where you watched it and you don't think she seems like she should be in another movie?
4: She's just too classy for this fucking world, isn't she? There,
1: there, there is theres is a point where you, you see one around and it's like she, she's almost going why am I in this? And then you're looking at it thinking, because you're not actually a big star, Maggie. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, I mean, I, I... a quality to her, that she just kind of floats around being gorgeous and classy.
2: I mean, I mean that, that's the thing and she she was perfect in Mission Impossible 3 for that. Like she's she's good in Mission Impossible 3. It's weird that cuz she's not in any of the others, is she? No. Um cuz who's Oh, it's Paula Patton in um, Ghost Protocol, isn't it?
1: Yes. Who very and and oh got it should have Maggie Q in that.
2: Yeah, and then Rogue Nation, they kind of like jettison all the other female characters because um Rebecca right. Ferguson comes into it.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah you, you're jettison pretty much anybody. What is it? Including Maggie Q.
4: Who rolls the hat?
1: Yeah. I I, I, I wish you'd stop going by Maggie Q.
4: I mean, Quigley's not a very super starry name, though, is it?
1: Yeah, no, but but still, just go by it. Don't. i have a what is it? Don't just go by
2: Maggie Q. It, it, <laughs>
4: it's it sounds
2: very early noughties.
4: <laughs>
1: to be
2: fair, the spell does break when you say her surname is Quigley.
3: Yeah.
1: Then just go by. I mean, her name is actually Margaret Denise Quigley. You, you just change your name, but don't change it to Maggie something. But not Maggie Q. It just seems a little. It seems a bit McGee.
4: <laughs> Maybe that's what she's going for.
1: But right, but it's not 2003 anymore.
4: Can I ask a question? No. <laughs> gotcha. Is him him having the tattoo, of, tattoo. a tattoo and being called Tas- back, is yeah. that an Easter egg?
1: Yeah, cause, because the character cause, uh, oh,
4: I never watched the TV series.
1: I never watched it, but it, I have uh, Michelle's the little whatever it would. The plane, the plane. Um. where it's from? Yes, that's where it's from. That's yeah. why
2: he keeps shouting the plane. It, yeah, yeah. No, a lot of people shout the plane in this film. To be yeah. fair. but he's tattoo. I didn't know
4: that. Yeah, that's
2: that, that's what it is it? That's why I laugh heartily. Oh.
4: It,
2: it's like again i would watch blumhouse's fantasy i love the fact it's blumhouse's fantasy yeah. island by the way. yeah like okay, good. um because it's like wadlow's last one was blumhouse's truth or dare it's just like whenever jeff wadlow does one he just sticks blumhouse's on the front
4: yeah. i feel i said uh, to you when we came out of the film i feel like they need to stop trying to make lucy hale happen she's not a good actress and the fact that she is the crux of this movie is is it's it detracts she, from
1: it. She, she, she looks a little bit like she's trying, like she's like literally her entire face it is a battle against scowling and not scowling. <laughs> so it, all of the face is trying to scowl, all of the features right into the middle of her
2: face, and she's having to constantly battle to stop it all happening. <laughs> I, d- I I did I did like the throwback element that the bad guy in this was basically crazy white woman. Yeah, I but but- I, I, I I quite like that it's as simple as that like and just of that that little detail about the fact that she literally went for one date with that guy
4: yeah. i like the fact that the uh, the policeman points that listen, out no it wasn't oh.
1: yeah. calling him points out no um <laughs> she just says i mean one
4: date.
1: <laughs> it didn't was like it was a date they just run into each other yeah um yeah do you know what works out if she looks like you know in the Simpsons where Homer eats that incredibly sour gobstopper and anyway. it makes his face go into itself. Mm-hmm. Looks, she looks a little bit like that. Yeah, that's harsh. That is
4: harsh.
1: It's true, though, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I'm just,
4: I'm just not keen for Lucy. Hill. But you,
1: you watch Pretty Little Liars and I haven't, and I, Ian might have, I doubt it. No, I, yeah, you could, yeah, you'd so, be right. Yeah. In
2: Pretty
4: Little Liars, that's probably partly why I don't like her. Uh, and I'm,
2: I,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm it because I can't say it's definitely not shit. Because it is a bit shit, <laughs> but I did enjoy it, <laughs> and I will I will watch the sequel. I do hope there is a sequel.
4: I'm definitely not shit on it. It's, it's a bit messy, but I fucking I enjoyed it. It was a fun time.
2: I'm 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 definitely shit, but <laughs> it's uh, I, again I think you weren't you weren't on mic at the time, Bex. But uh, like for me, my barometer is the Grudge. Now it's like anything which doesn't make me as angry as the Grudge did, like. It can still be shit, but I didn't aggressively hate it. You know, like it, it's, it may, could be in my bottom 10 of the, of the year, like towards the top of that, I suppose. But it was just like, if you shave 20 minutes off of it, I'd probably, you know, I'd probably be going into touching cloth territory. Well, I, I, our audience vote was definitely not shit
1: 50% and shit 50%. <laughs> there
0: you go. Yep. <laughs> It just really It's isn't. not visually striking.
2: No. no just just getting confirmation. Justine, that's the third time though. I mean, I must. This is this on?
0: You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. So come and share the victory. If you could
2: fuck any man in film, who
0: would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep, keep a secret. You like the 1980s, don't you? Of course you do, we all do. But have you ever wondered why that decade was the way it was? Have you ever wished there was somewhere you could go to get past the usual day-glow sentimentality, to try and understand 1980s pop culture in a more social, political, and historical context? Because if so, it sounds to me like you're ready to go beyond the aesthetics, beyond the nostalgia. Welcome to Beyond Beyond the Neon. Beyond the Neon. Beyond the Neon is the podcast that dares to pull over the Testarossa, eject the Wam cassette, and take off the Wayfarers. If you're looking for retro reviews of Back to the Future, The Goonies, or John Hughes movies, you You will not not find find that here. here. If you're looking for top 10 lists of A-Team episodes, Nintendo games, or Stranger Things references, you You will will not not find find that here. If you're looking for long, boring introductions, Squarespace ads, or Patreon begging, you You will will not find find that here. Because Beyond the Neon, we do things a little differently. Beyond the Neon. In each documentary-style episode, I look at one area of 1980s popular culture and break it right down. And each episode features academic insight, guest contributions and interviews, as well as clips plumbed from the depths of the 1980s cultural void. Well, YouTube, mainly YouTube, to help illustrate the wonderful, perplexing, terrifying, joyous and utterly thrilling world of 1980s pop culture. Beyond the Neon might not be as regular as other 1980s podcasts, but that's because Beyond the Neon isn't like other 1980s podcasts. Subscribe to the show today and check out all past episodes by visiting beyondneon.co.uk
4: you're supposed to be his mentor create an atmosphere of responsible thought and action instead you got two grown men running around playing batman
0: we're not playing batman okay
4: this is batman business all the way Got you and big boy over here running through Boston all robbing duff. up. I am not robin'. And Alfred over here.
0: Uh, oh, Jesus.
4: You are an enabling Alfred. You gave him the keys to the Batmobile.
0: The river's not the Batmobile. Well, it serves the same purpose. Um,
1: right, moving on to our second uh, feature review, uh, which is the Peter Berg, the uh, Wall Berg
2: partnership. Nice. Warburg. No, uh, yeah, that was bad. Warburg Berg. Yeah, got- Peter Student of Michael Mann Berg. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um
1: you know. <laughs> yeah. right. So Spencer Confidential uh is directed by Peter Berg uh and written by uh Brian uh Hageland. <laughs> Yeah, I just saw. Uh, stars Matt Wahlberg, Winston Duke, Alan Arkin, uh, Buckham Woodbine, who's getting a lot at the moment, actually. I've seen even a lot. Um, and what is it? Uh, Eliza Sesslinger. She's a yeah. medium, isn't she? Yeah. She's like a, a stand up. I'm sure she is. Well, she is. Let's say she is. And Mark Marron, randomly. Um, <laughs>
2: So what is Spencer Confidential? Um, Spencer? Um, it's, it's, it's the pilot for a TV show that will yes. soon be coming to CBS. So, is that true? No. Oh, no, I think it, it. it could have been. Uh,
1: well, we, we, we will get to the most ballsy of sequel setups ever later on, I'm sure. <laughs> literally, literally. If you ever thought that Marvel just set up, like, fucking, what is it? Like, sequels during their movies and all this lot, and you thought... Jesus, that's ballsy. Nothing's as ballsy as the end of this movie. Did you mention
4: that
2: Post Malone's in it? Uh, um, Posty Malone's in it,
1: yeah. Um, so, uh,
2: oh shit! Is he the guy who's in jail?
1: Yes, he is.
2: Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, of course he is. Um, yeah.
1: So, Spencer. I don't think his surname is Confidential, and I
2: don't know. I, I he, his surname must be Spencer. No, it Yes, yeah, yeah. His surname. It's Spencer It yes. is good because I'm looking at it going
1: If not, his parents are from the deep projects of Boston Because they can't fucking spell
4: Why does he not get a first name I,
1: though? I also commented Becky asked me before we watched Spencer Confidential What's it about? And what was my exact response to you Becky? Based on the fact that I knew nothing about the movie Other than that it was directed by Peter Berg And starred Mark, Wahl, Mark Wahlberg What did I say to you Becky? I don't
4: know, start with Boston
1: Yep <laughs> I, I, what would you have it? It's set in Boston, where Matt Wahlberg plays Spencer, could be any first name, uh, a disgraced police officer um, who is sent to prison for beating the living shit out of one of his superiors. Oh, his captain. Uh, his captain, uh, who he suspects of essentially botching a uh, murder inquiry. I'm not
4: botching, covering
1: up. All right, covering up. And then the He of thinks he's botching it at the time. Yeah. Um. Uh, And then we fast forward to five years time and the same police officer that he beat the shit out of uh, now dies on the day that he gets released from prison. On the
3: same day. On the
1: same day. Uh, And so he's the prime suspect. And uh, so he decides to start looking into what might be going on with the aid of his new roomie, Winston Duke. Uh, Becky, what do you think to Spencer confidential?
4: it, but it's a real fucking mess, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, is it, the answer.
4: Th- there's, there's, there's weird continuity errors, there's like...
1: The fact that it looks like they went out of money 20 minutes before the end.
4: That that big set piece sort of fight at the end looks like it suddenly becomes an ITV special. Um, but the, the acting's all... Fine. Winston Duke was good. Marky Mark was good. Um, what's her name that comedian? She was funny. Yeah. All oh, the dogs. The bit with the dog and it turns out he was like a drug sniff dog. That was good.
1: Any scene that had Eliza Schlesinger in it was fantastic.
4: Yeah. Yeah, she was good. Um, but yeah, I can't say it was a good film. <laughs> Like I enjoyed it well enough, and like if I'm bored on a Sunday afternoon, I may well watch it again, but not because it was good.
1: It, it, right, what did you
2: think?
4: Um, you did start it is, again, by the way, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> it's like they made it for a bet. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. We want to make a Mark Wahlberg film,
1: specifically a Matt Wahlberg film no scripts
2: which gonna make it up as we go along i mean it's the most mark Wahlberg Wahlberg that ever Wahlberged. it's why is like, he essentially a superhero why no, is i he mean like hancock but i mean that from boston yeah, and a bit of yeah, a rogue i mean it's like the film itself takes him deadly seriously <laughs> <laughs> um and But then you've got Alan Arkin in it, just, like, every now and then, like, popping up with some jokes. And then that, just that bit, that title card at the end, Lobster! Like, <laughs> <laughs> at that point, you know Peter Berg is just pissing himself, going, like, I can't believe they let me do that. You know, it's like... The directorial freedom that Netflix offers is something that a lot of directors have been very like like passionate and effusive about. With this, Peter Berg has actively taken the piss, <laughs> and I I don't know whether Wahlberg is in on the joke or not because like he's like he's always right. Everyone, every single institutional figure around him is either a joke or a fraud. Yeah. Um, He basically is able to make a woman hate-fuck him into orgasm in maybe 15 seconds. Yeah, and literally, she she
1: despises him, yet yeah, literally she goes in there just to get plowed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, like, and- he, he, he literally, the other bit there, he comes out and he's wearing that suit and like like he's walking around going, look, look I'm in that badass suit and you look at it going, you know you should have bad suit mate, stop wearing <laughs> that one suit. But, but and then it,
4: that like, but, gets a new suit. But yeah, the only thing that he seems to be,
1: it, it, it literally women women just fall at his feet. Um, he can he he can go full Bond whenever he wants to just beat the shit out of anybody
2: except a dog. Better <laughs> that
4: dog was really fucking going for it though
2: yeah i mean that 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 dog was a piece of work i like i don't know man i mean like winston duke's character what is he there for um and i feel bad because i really like winston duke i mean shit man makes such an impression in black panther he's really good in us and in this he's guy who barely speaks but stands next to Mark Wahlberg and occasionally punches someone and like it's
4: though, that he wasn't emotionally invested in this whole journey until he heard about the kitten yeah, <laughs> yeah. and
3: then, yeah. He, then yeah. He's
4: like, right I'm fucking in <laughs> Got to scratch a picture of a kitten into this dude's car <laughs> in full view of the salon that he sat on yeah. sat in, because it's not like tucked to one side it's right in front of the fucking window but you wouldn't mess with him would you? No and what was that
1: guy's name tracksuit Something. Charlie. Backsuit Char- Do you know what? The thing is, Spencer Confidential... I, I, right, can I get to the ending? Where they, where they basically <laughs> set up a sequel. Where they basically... They I mean, basically that's ambitious, is it? a trailer for the sequel. I watched it going, <laughs> hang on a minute. You made the entire rest of the movie. And then thought, fucking sure thing. They're literally... Wahlberg and Peter Berg have fucking walked in to Netflix's offices with that film in its fucking canisters on film because they don't know how Netflix actually works slammed it on the desk <laughs> and gone we'll have to go and make the sequel,
2: cut us a fucking check and they've gone is it that good? Yes and what's this one going to be about? oh it's going to be about a fire chief who's been framed I don't know the way that the yeah. fuck, like, I love yeah, the
1: was, It framed. All right, how long it framed? Oh, we've got this. Spencer, right? What is that his you, first him. name? Which is his last name? Spencer went to school with him. Yeah. Boom! Like, I did. so does he, do, does he know him? Well, I know him. He went to school with him. when? Well, like 30 years ago. Has he seen him since? Doesn't matter. He went to school with him. He's a good guy. It's Boston. And then
2: they've just walked out.
4: Can I can I ask another question when is it meant to be set is it meant to be set like
2: now now, now i think yeah right. i mean these right. facetiming right. and shit
4: set in say 2020
2: right now this minute it's set
4: and when was the cloud like oh the
1: fucking wonder of the cloud
4: i mean it was a funny bit but he's only been in five, five years I said
1: five years five away with the cloud probably maybe
4: i mean i think i think i was probably aware of the cloud of the storage thing yeah, you, you, you were, I,
1: I, you
2: were. No, no, it, Southie Bostoners weren't. Well. No. I mean, for, I mean, to be fair, it it's the analogue hero in a digital world thing that Bruce Willis <laughs> was doing in Die Hard 4.0 nearly 20 <laughs> fucking years ago. Yeah,
4: but, like, Bruce Willis
2: is really old. I, I, it's just...
1: It, it's got all of the Warburg things in it. Oh, he's caring, but he can be really violent, but he's funny, but he's cool, but he's calm. Look, he's got his shirt off. It's all of these things. I mean, nothing will better at mark Wahlberg with his shirt off than um, date night. Yeah, yeah, well,
2: yeah. There's I,
1: a brilliant I, moment in date night where he's got his shirt off and um, Steve Carell and Tina Fey are, are around. And Steve Carell just says, Will,
2: will you just put a shirt on? And he just looks at him and goes, No. <laughs> it's a, it's I mean, that. that- Wahlberg is at a point now where, I don't know, unless he works with some other directors that are going to push him in other directions, the only way his persona will work if it is if it's in something taking the piss out of him. And in this film, it seems to genuinely like the character, but also respect the character. And it's just, I can't respect it. It's a fucking car board cut out of like the the fucking ejaculation dreams of a Bostonite. I mean like <laughs> that that sex scene is so grotty as well. I mean yes, I am more conservative than the both of you with this kind of stuff. But the way that like she, he's like you got a bit on your dress and she's like it's a souvenir. It's, that's just fucking grim. You see, is that not, is that not just grim? No, I I I I'll be honest, I love that. You're like, nice,
4: <laughs> <laughs> get some.
2: I found <laughs> you. <laughs> Fair enough. I. would it, it just... watch an
1: entire movie about her dog grooming business.
4: Her successful business. What? She was a successful business, Mark.
2: Yeah, I would watch an entire movie about that. I <laughs> know. Oh, so would I. I mean, it just. It, funnily enough, we, we were talking earlier on um b- uh, b- before you were on mike backs about um filmmakers kind of like doing jobs for the money and seeing behind the camera people on weird projects mm. and peter Burke is kind of a key example here because what the fuck is he doing making what Really looks like a direct to video action film that just so happens to star Mark Wahlberg. Apart from the fact that he and Mark Wahlberg obviously get on, and it, you know, frankly, it was probably a nice payday. Yeah, what, I mean, it, like, what, what the fuck, it's uh, just what motivates them making this film apart from Mark Wahlberg going, Make me look cool, or is that, that it? it? The, the fact is that since 2013, Peter
1: Berg has made Lone Survivor, Deepwater Horizon, Patriots Day, um, a mile 22. Now, Lone Survivor was quite well received, I believe, and made a decent amount of money. Um, Deepwater Horizon is actually a, a, a lot better move than anybody gives it credit for. It, it quietly it's a fantastic, is a movie. Film. Yeah, yeah it's it, it a looks really good, uh, But didn't make enough money. Uh, Patriots Day kind of went without a a blip, uh, and Mile Twenty Two was a bomb. So it, it seems a little bit like he, he, he just it, he needed he needed that, the comfort of being able to make something that didn't need he didn't need to worry about it making money. But this will be it will be heavily watched on Netflix. Yeah. Um. But it's it, it's just such an odd one that he's gone from being. I mean, he doesn't react anymore. He just. Directs
2: now, yeah. Um, but he, he's just had such an odd career. It's, it, I don't know. It, it like the, in the noughties it kind of felt like he could be like the next great, like I'm honestly like the next great kind of Hollywood mainstream, not blockbuster, but kind of like in the middle it, filmmaker.
1: It, 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 there was a, there was a point where it was kind of. It, where it was a little bit like either him or Joe Carnahan were going to be the new Tony Scott.
2: There you go. That's great. That's fucking perfection. Chef's kiss, Mark. Well done. Um, and then, it, but like you say, it, it just it seems like what happened was he made Battleship. God, yeah. I mean, he made Battleship. He made Hancock, didn't he? But yeah. I, which I believe was produced by Michael Mann because at one when that was called Tonight He Comes. I think Michael Mann was attached to it and Michael uh, yeah, Mann I, kind I, of like, yeah. stayed on. And and, and and Battleship, of course, at one point, that was
1: going to be directed, you know, that was linked to be directed at one point by Ridley Scott. Mm. But, like, stuff like The Kingdoms are really solid. I mean, again, Michael Mann directed The Kingdoms. I think he was going to make it at one point.
2: Yeah, yeah, because that's produced by Michael Mann, I want to yeah.
1: say. Um, but, like, very bad
2: things, you know, was his it was was his directorial debut, and and now he's he's and it's not like straight straight to Netflix. I'm not wanting to say it's like a derogatory kind of thing, but it's the combination of straight to Netflix and Mark Wahlberg Boston action film.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I still remember that um, to me, um, always Peter Berg will always be. Um, Mike from Last Seduction and uh, Terry from the great White hype Nice Have you ever seen the great White hype? No 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 uh, the, the Great White hype is a thing it, it really is a, a a film to behold it's one of it is one of Samuel Jackson's great lost performances <laughs> okay uh, yeah it, it, it's I, I love that movie. It's it's
2: so mental.
3: <laughs>
2: I just, oh god, I, 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 I don't know. I just feel really fucking. I mean, I say sorry for Peter Berg. I'm sure he's doing doing very well in Hollywood. Thank you very much. But just what kind of satisfaction comes from making Spencer Confidential for anyone but Mark Wahlberg? Oh, that, that, I, I I will guarantee you that gets a, the sequel that does happen on Netflix. No, it it will, because it kind of seems to have blown up in a little bit of a. You've got to see this piece of shit. Like Donna had heard of it, and it's like, I don't know when the last time she would have heard of a Mark Wahlberg starring film was, quite frankly. But she was like, oh, that's that one that's been getting really bad reviews, isn't it? And it's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But you know,
1: Netflix are not bothered about things getting bad reviews. It it literally is. Will people watch this?
2: They are, That's the thing. They want people to talk about the films. They don't necessarily care about whether because of how good it is or how bad it is, as long as they're talking about it, and that, that produces some interesting content. Well, I, I, uh, was, I was reading an interview with
1: one of the one of the guys. Uh, I can't remember which one it is. One of the guys behind Netflix, one of the runners of Netflix. Yeah. There's, there's two of them that, that always do interviews. Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but him. Um, <laughs> Ted Sarandos. I, Huh? Fed Sarandos. It could, could have been, yeah. Um, and he was basically, they were, they were asking her about the fact that, because um, uh, Walt Wahlberg essentially signed a contract with Netflix. So he's doing a couple of Netflix movies. Is he Adam Sandler? In the same way as Sandler did. And they asked about the setup, he said, why are they you, you, said, how, how do you pick these guys? And he said, it's really simple. If any Adam Sandler movies that are on Netflix are always the most watched, they're always in... The top twenty most watched movies over a year. Not in like any particular week, but over a year, he yeah. said there's always if we had five Adam Sandler movies on there, those four of those movies would be in the top twenty most watched in any year mm. over the year. Mm. He said, and if we put a Matt Wahlberg movie on, the same thing happens. It's always the what is He said so he said it it, it 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 doesn't matter whether people people say often say, well, understand that, or people, you know, it worked with the cinema Cinema doesn't matter. People still watched it. He said, It's the same as, do you know that 51st Dates was one of the biggest selling DVDs out there? Yeah. He said, These are the things. He said, The Wedding Singer was one of the best selling VHSs of all time. He said, It's these things, and people want to watch it. And we provide a content platform for people to watch these things and they re watch them that's what it is. It, it, yeah. It's a random thing, you know. It's Would I have, would I have felt less suspense confidential if I'd seen it at the cinema? Probably.
3: Mm.
1: But I didn't. I got to watch it as part of my Netflix subscription at home, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, in saying that, I'm geostorming. I'm double geostorming this week.
4: Yeah, I think I'm maybe geostorm on this one. It was funny enough, but it was crap.
2: It was
1: shit by the time watching it
4: yeah
2: oh I'm 100% definitely not sh- uh, definitely shit definitely yeah, that, that, shit. That, that's fine I, I,
4: you've I, not had a good week this week I, have you, I you?
2: think out of the three of
1: us Ian <laughs> I think you're right <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right on both counts of these movies <laughs> I think it very much is, is the fact that, that 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 I'm very forgiving on some movies Ian what have you been watching this week
2: Uh, so I've only got a couple actually i uh- um i had been watching bond films but hey fuck me i guess um so i um i, I rewatched the house uh which i we, you know we reviewed a year or two ago uh that film i think might be the underrated studio comedy of the last decade um that film is fucking hilarious um what's it one
4: will ferrell one
2: yeah
4: oh i i i really like the house
2: it's i the thing is i'm a J, jason manzukis is my boy i fucking love that guy and him and will ferrell and amy polar together are good times for me we've
1: just been re-watching uh, so we kind of fell out of the floor with uh brooklyn nine nine didn't we yeah, yeah. um but we like to have like a half an hour show on the go, don't we? Yeah. So it, it's something, it, it, if you haven't got time to watch a film, but you can quickly throw us some on just to... Or oh, it's
4: something you don't have to think about to put on while you're having dinner. And yeah. then you can pick a film.
1: So, we, um, so we've so we been rewatching all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine that's on Netflix. Yeah, I'm right with um, And it's meant to see how... Um,
4: the evolution of him into... The evolution of of
1: Raffy. his character in Brooklyn Nine-Nine essentially just become Raffi from The League.
4: Have you watched The League, Ian?
1: No, is he in the league? Uh, yeah. yeah, he's in the league. He plays a character called Raffy that, that comes into it sort of late season one, early season two. Like and Al then Kenyatta. Gradually gets more. What is it? But if you take pimento and all of the madness and the weirdness and times it by about a hundred, and you've got Raffy.
4: Yeah, because it starts off pimento's like he's just he's just a bit fucking fucked. Isn't yeah, it? but he's not like necessarily gross as such he's just a bit fucking wrong but then like towards the end of what the bits that are on netflix he's just Raffy.
1: yeah he just basically becomes raffi yeah yeah yeah,
4: really yeah good i did one as well with Raffy in the league
1: yeah with, with Raffy. um well there's an entire episode of the league where Raffy and his mate dirty randy played by seth Rogen, have a side mission <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: god okay that sounds pretty good
4: Raf easily the best thing in the league
2: though. Actually, yeah, yeah. It, it is. Sorry, I, I interrupted there. But yeah, the house. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Adrian Pimento in Brooklyn. Nine nine. He's amazing. Um. So yeah, it, it you know it's less than an hour and a half long. It it's very in and out. Um. Will Ferrell becoming the butcher is amazing. <laughs> but I, it, look, as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Like the. The whole thing with him, with the Italian, like the women's sunglasses and the, the women's cigarette, and you know he still kind of does look like a boss. It's it, it it's it, it's great. Um, it just it makes me laugh a lot. Does the house? Um, to, I, 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 like there's there's kind of an extended bit where um, someone's looking for the the money that's locked in the safe, and Will Ferrell just can't help but look at the painting that. <laughs> that the safes are, are behind and then it's like okay what's the combination i'm not going to tell you and then fucking jason mansookis is just looking at, a, at another picture and then they look behind the picture and the fucking safe combination is was written on a post it like it's i, I it, it it's a it's a fucking good time um and t- like the way that Jeremy renner is set on fire and then they <laughs> chuck vodka on him and then chuck more vodka on him they, sorry
1: they, they, they roll them up in a carpet.
2: Yeah, and it's like that's polyester. And it just like fucking explodes. It's great. I, it's that that, that that film is a good time, and it died a death at the box office. And it you know it's on Netflix. Sorry, it it got released in a really weird way though, didn't it? Like it wasn't it. I think you could watch it for like the first week of its release at, on Sky or something like that oh i don't know um i I remember it tanked in the u.s i don't know about the uk um but it um yeah it's on netflix now uh in the uk and if if you haven't seen it it's i don't know if if the idea of will ferrell amy poehler and jason matzoukas together um makes you think that will be funny then give it a watch because it will be yeah Uh, it's a good time um and i also watched um so a review of this is going up uh, on Vodzilla at some point uh this played fright fest glasgow over the weekend uh vfw um so this is directed by a uh, joe uh bigos um I, I like he's he's made a couple of horror films and it um like he he he, he's a bit of an up and comer, basically, and uh, essentially he's made a homage to Assault on Precinct Thirteen. But here is the cast: Stephen Lang, William Sadler, Fred Williamson, David Patrick Kelly, and Cheers is George Went.
1: And Martin Cove's in there as well.
2: Yeah, Martin Cove's in there as well. Yeah.
1: Fuck, I'm am, I I am very interested in this.
2: <laughs> yeah. So basically, story is. Um, yeah mark you you will get a kick out of this um story is uh there's uh, a drug called i think hyper i want to say um it, it uh, w- which like people are like addicted to um this girl the, at the beginning um a girl is basically killed by a um by a drug dealer uh her sister steals a load of uh the drugs um, at the same time across the the street uh from the club uh is uh V the VFW bar, the veterans of foreign wars. Stephen Lang is the uh is kind of like the landlord of the bar. Uh Fred Williamson, David Patrick Kelly, Martin Cove, etc., are patrons of the bar. Um and the girl kind of runs into the bar and is chased by um people who are basically chasing after her to get the drugs. And it essentially turns into a bit of an assault on Precinct 13 situation. Um, But, you know, Stephen Lang is the Vietnam War vet bar owner who, uh, you know, is chill, but there's a fire inside him. Uh, Fred Williamson is his uh, like veteran mate and Martin Cove's like this, sleazy business money you don't know whether he's gonna like turn or not um and then david patrick kelly and george are just like patrons of the bar um it's more successful in the just watching these guys hang out and watching them kick ass than it is in the villains the villains are very like if you just imagine kind of like slightly post-apocalyptic-y kind of punks. That's basically them. It kind of feels like you could get their costumes at a fancy dress shop. Um, But watching Stephen Lang and Williamson and Cove and Kelly and whatnot, just like having a laugh and beating the shit out of younger guys, there's merit to that for sure. Um, Lang's really good. He's really, really committed and there's like you know there's shit in his basement throughout the entire film that's just kind of waiting to come out, um, and when it does, it's great. Um, it it's very obviously very low budget. Um, it's the kind of, it's the kind of thing where if it you know if you saw it at Fright Fest, it would probably be one of the best films of the festival. Outside of Fright Fest, it's a fun, disposable time that. If you are so inclined, you will get a huge kick kick out of. I I really enjoyed it. To be honest, I wish it had a bit of a larger budget. And it's very dark. It looks like they're trying to hide some of the lack of production budget in just how dark a lot of it is, um, which is a shame. But there's there's some real gold in there as well. Uh, yeah, you, you you will enjoy it, Mark. Nice. I'm I'm,
1: I'm very much looking forward to
2: catching that. And uh I, I wanna say it's out on VOD like in the next month or so. Nice. Yeah. And that's it for me. Uh cool. Uh Bex, what have you been watching solo? I
4: don't have our teeth in solo, have I? I
2: don't know, that's why I asked. No.
1: Yeah. Oh actually VFX is like it's literally out now on V O D. VFW. VFW, that's what I said. You said
4: VFX. I know. I said um, I've been watching Altered Carbon, so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So what have we watched that we both watched? I'm gonna let you do this. No, I'll let, I'll let you do that one first because that was you, you, you insisted that I have to watch this with you, didn't we?
4: I I love this film. Yeah. Existence is one of my favourite movies, and I'm not even ashamed of it. It's fucking great. It's batshit, but it's great. I love it. They make a. I, I- Gone out of fish parts. Oh, it's it.
1: I was oh, watching. Oh, so grim
4: when he's eating the I was watching
1: it. It going, watching it going, watching going. I know it's Cronenberg, um, but knowing what Ian, you have a particular yeah. icky feeling towards like body stuff, don't
2: you? Yeah, existence is pretty, uh, pretty rank, uh, yeah. but I, I like it. But I, I was watching it going. Oh, what this? So
1: Ian feels watching video draw.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bit with the hole in his back is pretty grim as well.
1: I just I I like it, Existen. It's good. It, it it still holds up now. Yeah, it does. In yeah. terms of the what is it? It it does seem to go round in circles a little bit of its ninety seven minute runtime. I think
4: that's intentional. It's
1: intentional, but it, it does lose a little bit for me. But I do like the fact that we had a. It, it makes you realize how, how you know Jennifer Jason Lee was hot shit for a long time,
4: mm.
1: and how long young does Jude Law look?
4: Oh, if phony baby. Um, yeah, I, I honestly could watch Existence on like a monthly basis.
1: Yeah, I definitely could do that. I Um, uh, we also rewatched the, the thing, didn't we? Not the thing. Not the thing. The thing. The thing. The thing. What?
4: And not the thing. Not
1: the thing. Either. The thing.
2: Which thing? The thing. You know.
1: The thing. <laughs> we rewatched the thing remake. It's prequel 2011 the prequel sorry
2: the, the, the mary elizabeth winstead the pre-sequel the, pre- yeah. s- p- the pre- sequel.
4: not not the real thing no and not the original thing
2: no i need i need you to start talking about things <laughs> um <laughs> yeah
4: the thing is
1: we watched this because i said to bex i can't remember if this was really really shit or if we actually quite enjoyed it so we re-watched it didn't we mm. what do you think I
4: actually on rewatch
1: i I actually really quite enjoyed it on rewatch i think i liked it better on rewatch than i did when i first watched it um
4: one thing that that is a shame about it is that it's most oh my fucking god moment is the bit at the end when you realize if you've forgotten like an idiot that it's a prequel
1: yeah apart from you watch it going
4: ah but a lot of the tech they're using
1: seems to be...
4: Oh, yeah, well, you do if you're a miserable bastard. But like it,
1: it does seem like they got to, like, the end of it and went... They've basically just remade The Thing. But fuck it, should we just make it a prequel?
4: <laughs> yeah. But I do like that, when they're chasing after the fucking dog, and you're like, oh, my God! And the
1: music kicks back in, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I I enjoyed our rewatch of The Thing.
4: Yeah, it was good fun, actually. Um,
1: right, uh... You can do that one, because I've talked about this movie a billion times.
4: No, I, th- I know. You like this movie too much to not talk about it. I'll talk
1: about it, but I'll let you introduce it.
4: Um, we watched More Rats. I am historically not a massive fan of Kevin Smith, and specifically not a massive fan of Chasing Amy or Maul Rats. So we watched More Rats. Mark wasn't feeling very well, and it was like a treat. <laughs> um, I, I, honestly, I actually didn't hate it as much as... the, the what annoys me about them is that they speak in this this way that, that kids don't speak. Like I I get it, it's, it's But they're not kids. It's like a whole thing. Yeah, but They're not
1: they're not they're not kids in it. They're supposed to be like
4: In their twenties.
1: In their twenties.
4: Mm. Yeah but people in their twenties don't speak. But well, Kevin Smith
1: was literally one of these people in his twenties. Mm. Well,
4: what, speaking in speeches, monologuing all the time.
1: Probably, yeah.
4: <laughs> I don't think Shannon Doherty was. I don't know. Um, I love the fact where the the bit where Ethan up, is like, Brenda <laughs> <Yeah>. Dick. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it was it was good fun actually. And what's her name? Didn't annoy me as much as I thought that as as she has done historically. What's her name? Joey Lauren Adams.
1: Well, I I, I love Morat, and it gets better every time I watch it. It's a hug for you, isn't it? It's a Marat. big warm hug of a movie. Um that like I said gets better every time I watch it. I I, I do genuinely think it, it's up there amongst Kevin Smith's best work for me.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun. Because
1: it's unashamedly a movie of its time. Mm. And I think that's something to be celebrated.
4: Jason Lee's really good in it as yeah.
1: well. Um and our last one, um, we rewatched Lock Up, the summer. summer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I, I would I remembered I'd bought it uh, on iTunes because it was like four ninety nine at one point, and I just wanted to watch it. And I think it's also been four K as well.
2: Yes, that's yes. right. Um, <laughs> and did, did you buy it as well? Ian? Um. No, I saw. i I've, I've seen it for cheap, but I don't think got, I got. I don't think I did buy it. No. Yeah. It's you'd,
1: you'd, you'd had you watched it before, Bex? No. No. So what did you
2: think of oh, first
1: watch?
4: Well we've had a conversation about this, Mark. I fell asleep about five minutes into it because I was knackered.
1: Oh. I don't think we have had that conversation. We have
4: you, you said to me, Yeah, yeah, had my <coughs> went upstairs to watch a film and you fell asleep.
1: Oh, I forgot that. Um I, I yeah, Lockup Up's great. It, it, it's a it's just a really sort of fun throwback movie to sort of the movies you got made in the, the late 80s that were basically made off the fact of the fact that Sylvester Sloan was a huge star.
4: I enjoyed the five minutes of it I watched.
1: Um, Donald Sutherland is hamming it up like a motherfucker. I love Donald Sullivan. Um, he seems to choose to have a bit of an Irish accent at one point during one of the scenes, <laughs> like halfway through the movie, but doesn't have it at the beginning or at the end.
4: I mean, that's fine. Yeah, but I it think is. want
1: uh, yeah, it, it gives an, an odd look as to what prison life might have been like in uh, in America at the time, with the fact that they get to just basically do whatever they want, mm. but also get shivved a lot. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, uh, what a combination. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really quite like my rewatch of Lock Up.
4: I was looking forward to watching it as well. Yeah,
1: well, you shit the bed on that Sugar one. Bed, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> we do have some questions going to find them. So, three, I think. Uh, Christopher boo uh, watching as adults what have been your most shocking realisations upon um, revisiting films you saw as a kid? Mine was seeing Dirty Dancing again a few years ago and realising the whole film hinges on an abortion sub <laughs>
2: Um, God, that's a really good
1: question.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, like when I watched it, and this is this was obviously a while back, but Ghostbusters, the um, ghost giving Dan Aykroyd a fucking blowy, (laughs) like that's you know, because when you're a kid, it's just like, oh, that's funny. He's looking weirdly into that. And then it just provokes a lot of questions. Yeah, it, it, it is an odd one where it's like, wow, that
1: that was a thing that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I got one. Um, Watership down? Because they used to edit it, mm. um, for um, like TV, so that you could show it on on, on like Easter fucking Sunday or something like that. Watership down, and you're like, oh. Because it
4: equals it, be bunnies. It, it, it,
1: it's yeah, literally that. Wow. It's like, oh it, it, it's just this this quite nice little tale about these bunnies getting from one side of the forest to the other side. And then you actually watch the full version, it's like, oh no, it's a fucking horror movie. An animated horror movie about war and death.
4: I think I can't think of any specific ones, but I do there are a number of Kids' films that I've watched in later life that I've gone, Jesus Christ, a lot of these are really fucking dark. Last Unicorn is one of them.
1: Last Unicorn's dark, yeah. Uh, Secret of Nim. Secret of NIMH is really fucking oh
4: dark. My. You just watch it and you're like, oh, mice cute, and then like you watch it again like a bit older and you're like,
1: yeah. fuck. It's about segregation and racism yeah. and poverty, crime. It, it, it's it's a <laughs> there's a lot going on in secret there is in the a lot going
4: on, yeah. yeah um so just general stuff like that i can't think of any specific
1: there's also the the, the the it reminds me of the oddness of you when you were a kid and you used to watch movies with your parents that you shouldn't have probably be watching and then a sex scene came on and it was the awkward silence and everyone just kind of looking around trying to act like it wasn't happening
4: <laughs> i used to pretend i was asleep <laughs> <laughs> my parents are the most conservative people you will ever meet it wouldn't have gone over well, and then they'd like shift around like nervously. I
1: remember during um La Story, the um Steve, Steve Martin, Martin. Martin, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a sex scene with him and um, Sarah Jessica Parker, <laughs> <laughs> and my dad around me and going, ain't well, what it's like." <laughs> nice.
4: Is there is there some? What's the Daryl Hannah one where she's a mermaid? Splash. There's something in that where she like dresses up. Pretty, and then it's all she just like some kind of sexy thing where she's walking through, like the scarves blowing around. I seem yeah. to remember, and that was a bit like weird and awkward.
1: <laughs> like Daryl Hannah, Daryl Hannah's weird and awkward. Well, yeah, right Neil Young now. Um, uh, and Rick Kidd at uh, Richard Kidd. Uh, this last year has seen Fantasy Island and Banana Splits turned into horror films. <laughs> Which of your childhood favourites would you like to see turned into a horror? Jim you know fix it doesn't count as it was a horror first time round. Yeah, I'd
4: say NeverEnding Story, but that was a horror.
1: Look at child of, like, TV. Oh, TV. Show,
4: yeah. The fucking Raccoons.
1: The Raccoons.
4: Yeah, I'd watch any kind of iteration of The Raccoons. It is literally, it is God-tier children's television.
1: Yeah, The Raccoons was, was, it was a great cartoon.
2: show.
4: It is literally the best cartoon ever made. Do
2: you know what, Bex? The, the Raccoons slaps.
4: It <laughs> does, it fucking slaps. It does. We had some fucking great TV. Gummy bears. Gummy bears. Gummy bears.
2: Gummy bears. Dancing here and there and everywhere. Everywhere.
1: Literally an amazing theme tune. With some fucking theme tune. No
4: Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies is a horror show. Muppet (laughs) Babies. That That would fucking bang. I would watch that. It's trippy as fuck anyway. That would be quite a good one. Where they just go off into like the cartoons, but they're in the real world in a video, like having an adventure, and there's just shit going on in the background, but it's clearly just a video playing in the background, and then they've been animated over the front. I would, yeah, Muppet Babies. There's
1: also Fraggle Rock would make a great horror movie. Yeah. And and. Do you remember Button Moon? Literally all the shit that people have made on Blue Peter falls together into a fucking show. Oh,
4: I used to hate Button Moon. Herb Garden. That would make a trippy fucking horror movie. Oh, and what's the one with... Um, oh, my God. What's like the one with the TV? Edna. E- Evil Edna. Evil Edna? And the Fat Fairy. Cropbacks. No, Groot was. She had the green hair. There was There was the TV and she was like a witch. I don't know this Oh, me. my God, you do. I don't, Becky. You
1: fucking do.
4: I don't. You know what? He's too young.
1: There was a TV show that was that, that was like a... It, it was a TV show, a kids' TV show that was...
4: <gasps> will of the wisp
1: Wow, you're going back to, like, fucking 70s there, Becky. 1981. Was it? Yeah. What was the TV show that was set in the sewers... But it, like, it did, like, it was like a sketch show, but the main bulk of it was set in a sewer.
4: Was that a rolling rat?
1: No. Um, it was a really random fucking one.
4: kids' TV show set in the sewers. It,
1: yeah, it was set in a sewer, but it had, like, different like, little sketch shows that went on within it. Have you got any?
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Sorry, we're just nostalgering.
2: That was so. the most animated I think I've ever heard you, back. fair play. Hello Kid TV. Um oh, the Raccoons is a fucking great one. Yeah, good shot. Uh, I, I mean like funny bones as a horror would be something, but that's based on books. Um Round, round the, the Twist. Bend. Round the round Bend the Twist sure
1: that, uh, that, that that I was thinking of a second ago. You, you mean, the mean Round twist? the Twist. They're, 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 no, Round the Bend was a upset. I'm gonna see if I can i I'm gonna see if there's any episodes of Round the Bend on YouTube.
4: I'd watch a movie there of Erie, Indiana. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Joe Dante did quite a bit of that, didn't he? He did, yeah.
4: yeah. I've got that on DVD.
1: Yeah, you do, don't you?
4: Yeah, made you buy me, didn't I?
1: You did indeed. By
4: basically showing you my phone with it in my basket and saying, press buy it now.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. You didn't really participate much in that, did no, you? No, I didn't. Fucking, we had some good TV. she and He-Man. They were good. Thundercats. That was fucking good.
1: Just keep <laughs>
4: You rabbit hole. A
1: rabbit Rabbit hole now. I'm gonna watch around the Bend, the first fucking episode after we finish recording. Is there any raccoons on YouTube? I don't know.
4: Fucking hell. Life changing <laughs> shit. Uh,
1: like that was it for questions. Oh. Um.
4: We could talk about Kids TV for. What, some what we
1: covering next week? That's fucking weird. <laughs> What's fucking weird? Yeah, it's, uh, on my... I've just opened my phone and there's a
2: picture of gummy bears on it. Did you, um, I don't know, was it unlocked and you had like no, Siri on it or something? about it.
4: Nice.
2: So no, shut up, man. That That's the kind of thing that really does make me think we're in a simulation. Like there, There's been a little bit of an error in the code and it's resulted in that. <laughs> Literally, yeah, just open my what is it phone and uh, I'm, I'm going to send you the what is it. No, First don't reach. I don't I don't want to see it. I'm sending you it. <laughs> I don't want to see
4: it. I mean, I'm assuming we're doing.
2: Um, doing what? The hunt. So we've got the hunt and we've got bloodshot.
4: Yeah.
2: Are they? Blo- is bloodshot next week?
4: So I thought- Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm up for both those. So yeah, the hunt and bloodshot. Nice. Uh, uh, um, assuming that their cinemas are all still
1: open. Yeah, assuming that cinemas are all still open, because apparently the new thing they're about to announce is that anyone with a mild cold is to self-isolate for two weeks. Really? Great. Uh, yep. That misbehavior- it's like. <laughs> it, <laughs> Does anyone care about British things? British parents to move to the next phase of its response to the corona outbreak, where people were told to self-isolate for even a minor cough or cold. I mean, how is that going to work for, like, stores <laughs> from an employer level?
4: <laughs> yeah. They, they, they don't live in the real world, though, do they?
1: No.
2: No. So, I, I, oh, God, I'm going to be told to work from home within the next few days, I think, the way it's going now. If they're going to say stuff like that.
1: You are. I, I think it's going to get to the point very soon where non-essential work... Is going to be called off
4: yeah but how are they going to cover that pay wise people can't afford to be off on statutory sick pay because it's basically 3p a day
1: yeah it's nothing. well I I, I get paid
4: well would you get paid if
1: yeah (laughs) yeah I do
4: well fine
1: (laughs) frankly I don't give a shit (laughs) um Right, I think that
2: was episode three. I I, I, I think it's fair to say that Mark and I are in very privileged positions in that kind of way. And I I feel for anyone who is listening who is not in that position because it has to fucking suck. And I hope that there is some work that you can do at home to at least try and pay the bills.
1: I I, I hope companies are literally going to act responsibly.
2: I doubt it. If you don't, oh, Jesus Christ! If you want to minimise the risk of this being bloody spreading, then they have to. You know what yeah. I mean? It's all that can be done.
1: That's it. It's uh, it, it, it it it's your small businesses and your self-employed that it's going to hit. Yeah.
4: yeah, self-employed, they've got no recourse. No,
1: no, quite. It's, uh, it, it, it's <laughs> I, I do think it's mental. The fact that you've got politicians literally joking about it why Who's been joking there's been a lot there? there's been like members of our family have made jokes about it haven't
2: they and stuff like that oh, well,
4: it, fucking idiots
2: yeah i it, it's i don't know to be fair though like a month ago a lot of people were joking about it yeah, yeah and it, it, for a lot of people it's a defense mechanism as well
1: it you is know, it's, it's that i just think that, that maybe politicians and then you've got yeah, yeah. The fact that that Johnson so far has just gone on Good Morning Breakfast and that's it.
4: So if you have to self isolate, how does that look? Do I bring food up to you with wearing a face mask and leave it outside the bedroom door, and that, that's it? And I just sit on third uh, and evil tooth again. No, I
2: mean, the thing is, if if one person in the household gets it, everybody's going to get it. Like, there's there's no point in isolating yourself from people within your house.
4: Yeah. I have got a really strong immune system, Touchwood.
2: So
1: oh, you just fucking you fucked yourself now. <laughs> I right? wood. Nah, nah, that's it, you're done.
4: Absolutely loads of magpies. You're yeah. done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're done.
2: Well, that was a fucking weird way to end an episode. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, syndicate.com
1: Yep. I don't know, you're hosting. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we are podcine.com. Um Check out uh, the great shows on there. Uh, you got entertainment landfill, Chin Rock with Punter, his film, her movie, Beyond the Neon, Us, What's on Tap, and uh, you watch the bonus shows. Uh, just recently, there was a uh, the second episode of uh, Tales from the Tape Deck came out there. Uh, we're going to be recording. Uh, I think next week now uh, we're going to be recording the next uh, Playing it Forward. Uh, there will be a few more episodes of Tales from the Tape Deck um, coming up in the very near future. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out on there, uh, and remember to subscribe to our Patreon for extra content. Uh now we have a lovely laptop back, Rebecca. Where we can start recording the erotic adventures of Mark and Becky again, can't we? Um, <laughs> no, if you're in fucking isolation
4: upstairs, we can. We can. We'll just do it by Skype. Yeah. Fine,
1: um, <laughs> so yeah. So but it, 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 if we're in isolation, we in more recording. It'll be all content it'll the isolation diaries. lot of
4: sneezing and coughing <laughs>
1: Yes. Um, so very, thank you much for listening, guys. Uh, keep yourself safe, and we shall speak to you next week.
4: Bye bye everyone. Bye.
0: For more criminally compelling shows, articles and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.